Visitiva podcast. I'm your host, Ken Visitiva. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamKenVisitiva at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamKenVisitiva1S. Also check out our website, IamKenVisitiva.com. On the website, we have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other videos from Canvas experts from many walks of the field. You can find and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. We are no longer posting new episodes on SoundCloud for the time being, but please check out the other sources we have mentioned as we are on there. Please also check out our newly minted Indiegogo, which can be found on my personal Twitter at username corvida 89 We are attempting to raise funds, as we mentioned, to stay on SoundCloud and afford a SoundCloud Pro membership. Any little bit you can donate helps. We need about $144 to stay on SoundCloud. Any extra we get will be used to fund web hosting and to network and advertise the podcast. With that said, today's episode is going to be a follow-up to our, our, our episode on episode 7 on on what to do if you live in a flowerless state. I figured that I'd rehash this issue because it is a very important issue and it's very pertinent to our listeners and also because a number of states next month are going to be voting on both medical and recreational marijuana. And this episode is going to be both educational and a call to action as well. First I'm going to start off by reading two articles. The first one was written by me from an old blog about the opioid crisis. The second is from philly.com slash the inquirer from Chris Goldstein. I'm going to talk I'm going to talk for a bit about how to make do if you find yourself in this situation. And also riff about my thoughts on no on no smoke laws to begin with. Then as usual we'll segue into the Red State Canvas News Roundup for the week. I'll leave you guys with an audio clip from Rough House Studios on how to cook with your tinctures and we'll close out the episode on how to create tinctures from oregano if you are so inclined to do so with, with, uh, with again, another clip from Rough House Studios. Again, please check the medical cannabis laws in your state. I'm not a doctor or lawyer and I'm not liable if you violate the law and face consequences for that. Okay, so medicine, it comes in so many different forms, whether it's pill form, liquid, or topical. But what we, but, but what, what are the official names and nom, nom, nomenclatures of our medicine? And how does that relate to medical marijuana and, and medical marijuana? Certain states are passing no smoke medical cannabis laws which have come under fire, no pun intended, from constituents. For example, members of the DEA have dismissed medical cannabis as a joke as, as little as a few years ago. Right now, let's look at all the ways that medicine is currently administered while, while, weighing, while, weighing, the, while weighing the attributes of, of each method. According to Nursing Times, there are two factors that determine whether many prescription drugs of a, of a variety of forms will work as intended. The factors include bioavailability of the proportion of the drug that reaches this target, the drug, and the particular route of administration for a drug. First, there's the oral administration method. We usually think of this as prescription pills or liquid that a patient ingests. The second, the, this common form of administration is fairly adequate for the needs of a lot of people, but one common pitfall of this method is that pills and oral doses of a drug can sometimes run in conflict with the activity of the gastrointestinal, tra- gastrointestinal tract. The sublingual route is also tried depending on the situation. The sublingual m- mucosa, or the right or, or the part underneath the tongue offers a variety of blood vessels for the medicine to be distributed. This isn't a method that is used very often, but it can, but it can accommodate for rapid absorp- absorption, which for some conditions may be ideal. 
the next method is is one that a, a lot of people don't w want to use but it's 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 one that is needed for certain situations and this one is rectal administration and this is tried in very limited cases it is obviously a much more involved and a skewed method that is sometimes utilized to treat patients with IBS or to administer drugs that treat patients suffering from nausea or vomiting. Parenteral administration is also another mode of administration. This is generally injecting medicine to the system. This method has been tried for a variety of reasons. First, it is useful because parenteral Administration allows m medication that would otherwise be poorly absorbed or ineffective to have a strong chance of reaching its target site. Also, this provides flexibility in the sense that the the sub could butcher this the subcute sub the subcutaneous and intramuscular routes can achieve different effects depending on the desired outcome, like slower or delayed onset of action. But this method does not require a high amount of precision or cautiousness as, but this, excuse me, let me, let me repeat myself, but this method does require a high amount of precision and cautiousness as wrongly administering this method can damage one's muscles and nerves. Notice anything within any of these listed modes of me medication administration? The one thing that ties all of these methods together is that they are all context dependent. For some ailments, a rectal medication might be the most effective for that situation. In other situations, the parenteral method will be needed by some patients because some of some of their cases might be highly dependent on timely on timing to properly treat. And per parenteral administration grants medical professionals the quick release qualities they need to properly treat a patient. For critics of smokable cannabis, the same logic applies. Smoking is a form of medicine just like the ones above I have just listed, and it should be treated as such. For example, what if smokable cannabis is the most effective and reliable and instantaneous method of administration for some patients? What if it's the most economical and stretches the, their bu the budget the furthest? In many nascent medical and recreational cannabis in industries, this is often the case. So in not allowing users access to smokable cannabis, we are fundamentally denying others sound and legitimate treatment. The medical community, as well as disconnected, ill-intentioned in, Ill policy wonks need to rethink their biases and allow others to try medical forms of administration that work best for them. Okay. So that sort of wraps up that article that I that I uh, read, and um, the next article I'm going to read is going to it's going to add on to these points that we we just built on, and it's from it's from the Philly Inquirer. And the name of the article is PA Medical Cannabis Law Legalize Only the Priciest Treatments. And before I read the article, I am, I am going to note that as of the time of this writing, Pennsylvania has since allowed flour to be sold in dispensaries for vaporizational purposes. Yeah. Um, and I, I consider that a pretty huge victory for the patients of, of Pennsylvania. Although policy wonks and although, uh, although lawmakers are still sort of out of touch by saying that that people will lose their medical cards if they if they were to smoke this cannabis that they got at the dispensary although they're being sort of paternalistic in a sense and they're they're still forcing their biases down the throat of patients this still is a pretty good improvement with that said i'm, I'm going to read the with that said i'm going to read the article pennsylvania's medical cannabis law legalized only the priciest of treatments on July 1st, it became legal for any adult to buy marijuana in Las Vegas. An eighth of an ounce of top-grade buds costs just $25. 
Philadelphia is getting a few medical cannabis dispensaries sometime next year, or, or 2018, which they've already gotten, but I digress. Pennsylvania has only legalized things like vape pen cartridges, edible cannabis extracts, to topical creams for registered patients. It is known as a no-smoke law. From a patient perspective, there is absolutely no reason to bar seriously ill residents for simply using the plant with a pipe or rolling papers. This was all politics. To get back to, to get back the most effective, the most cost-effective form of marijuana, it will take action by the Department of Health or an amendment to the law. Sometime next year, warehouses across Pennsylvania will have lush cannabis growing in orderly rows. The flowers won't be dried, cured, or carefully trimmed. The vibrant greenery, sticks and stems included, will be m mercerated by mercerated and put into steel vats. Their essence drained with something like supercritical carbon dioxide. This pro this is the processing part of the law. Originally and still precariously done underground in garages with butane, cannabis extraction has now been industrialized through ver through several techniques. Closed-loop gas systems and massive rows of press machines are the most common. Vacuum pressure ovens turn the base extracts into honey oil, wax, and shatter forms. The result is an array of products that are that the most that are the most expensive in the shop, even in fully legal states. How about, how about a tincture containing 100 m milligrams of THC or CBD for 100 or $200? That is the going rate in some regulated states right now. Patients might need 2 to, to 10 bottles per month. They could make that much a home with, with access to a few ounces of, of dried marijuana. Or maybe a, a single pre-filled vape pen cartridge for 50 to 90 dollars that is now that is the price now in regulated stores from an underground from under from local underground suppliers patients might need one a week or one a day depending on their illness or their ailment or, or just one gram of medical grade live resin for 75 dollars already happening in colorado and underground in philly the, the real trade secret is that while the cannabis industry has been keeping prices high on extract products, the wholesale production costs have been declining. It is much easier to grow for oil than for flour. This, that means that the markup on sun-regulated medical cannabis products in Pennsylvania can make Martin Scorelli, the villain of the EpiPen price gouging, jealous. Wholesale production estimates put would put the 100 milligram tincture at about $12.50, the cartridge at $7.50, including the pen and battery, and that one gram dab at $15. According to some, according to several sources, a full pound of hash oil can be purchased wholesale today in California's co-signed market for as low as $6,700 or $14 per gram. That means that the producer is already earning a healthy profit. Still, that pound of oil by the gram retail will, will easily cash out for 25000 or more. It could also infuse up some up to 60000 of cartridges, tinctures, and edibles, which are marked up even more. To put this in perspective, gold trains, trades at about $40 a gram today, or or 1300 per troy ounce and and 20,000 per pound and that that precious metal is a lot more labor intensive to extract from rocks than cannabinoids from plants some of pennsylvania's newly permitted cannabis producers are already have operations in illinois new jersey new york minnesota colorado and colorado Pennsylvania wholesale market is estimated at 150 million, putting millions on the table for each of those 12 permit holders. But there is one thing being taken for granted: patience to fork over their cash. 
it it will take ten thousand patients paying up to twelve hundred fifty a month every month out of pocket to add up to hundred and fifty million. There is no health insurance to defray the cost. Every penny in profit and taxes on medical cannabis will come from our most ill severe from our most severely ill residents. Consumer safety measures, especially confirming labeling or end-user product testing claims, are still new compared to the more agricultural oversight of pesticides, fungus, and general cannabinoid content. Doctors also rely on the THC and CBD potency numbers. It really does matter if the lab testing and product labeling are correct. Patients shop less by strains than by lab results. Under Pennsylvania law, the newly permitted grower processor operations must contract with an independent laboratory. This will be overseen by the Department of Health. In fact, Pennsylvania will be attempting some of the most rigorous rigorous lab testing in the country right at the start of its program. Accurate lab testing invariably adds to the price patients will pay. The deep scrutiny may also be a surprise to some out-of-state operators who have won Pennsylvania's limited permits. A final add-on for patients is tax. It, it won't be levied when a vet with PTSD hands over cash for a vape cartridge, but it will st- instead be levied as a 5% excise tax between the grower, processor, and dispensaries. Does it need to be this expensive? Not really. Prices are declining for patients and consumers in states that operate a free market in cannabis. Underground prices are going down as quality increases. Most medications, even over-the-counter drugs like codeine, are tax-free. But by restricting the access and limiting the, the opera- op- limiting the operating permits, Pennsylvania is joining states that will keep up an artificially inflated price model, not just to benefit the nascent industry, but to also realize some tax revenue. Again, all the money comes directly from the people who are so sick they are often paying for medical cannabis with cash from their disability checks. Favorable polling for medical marijuana is n- above 90% in Pennsylvania. No one would, was asked what they thought of legalizing, legalizing a limited hash oil program. Pennsylvania is trying to implement a model that has already failed in other states. If the legislature is sincere in this effort, we can revise the law and remove the biggest hurdle for patients. Eliminating the doctor registry and allowing whole plant dried cannabis flower buds to be distributed for patients would be a strong start. Without some immediate action to this program, we could see the players and the house lose. For now, Pennsylvania patients are better, better off in Vegas when it comes to medical cannabis end of article so that 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 brings up what i what what we're going to talk about today and i i I, as i understand there's going to be several states this year voting on on legalizing recreational or or medical marijuana and and utah for example i i know that they're going to legalize a no smoke sort of law so they're going to run into many of the same problems that pennsylvania has has run into you know with 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 vape pens and pills and tinctures being through the nose expensive and and for some individuals not being the best method for them but and they're going to be stuck with that because of the prejudices of 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 lawmakers and the and 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 policy wonks out there in in many different states you know people are people are just forcing their own prejudices and their own biases down the throats of 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 patients and it's 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 sad and it's sick that 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 that's the case but you know as long as reefer madness and stigma still still exists you know, lawmakers are going to shake smokable cannabis as, as a legitimate form of medicating. Again, as we talked about earlier, you know, we, we use needles to, to, to medicate. We use, um, we, you know, we use pills, we use patches, um, you know, we, you know, we even use enemas and, and that sort of, that sort of thing in extreme cases. But, 
you know, there, there are different methods for different situations. What's, what's to make smokable canvas less legit because someone doesn't like the smell or someone associates it with, with some, with some 20 something in their parents' basement? Like, like what, what, like, like why, why are we basing, why are we making, why are we basing how people get treatment based on our own biases? Like, we're just, we're just hurting others by doing that. And, you know, if you, if you live in a state where you don't have access to flower cannabis or, you know, you're having to, God forbid, go in the black market because, you know, the dispensary prices are, are too unaffordable for your household budget. You know, I, I don't blame you for being mad or being outraged, but or, or going back to the black market and getting oregano. You know, I, I, I mean, if, if I were in, if I didn't leave, live in legal grass Massachusetts, I'd probably do the same thing, you know, but, um, but we can, but we can channel that outrage towards writing to our reps and writing to our, our state senators on the local level and, and pushing for these changes, you know, in Pennsylvania, enough of a stink was, was made in the past few, few months or whatever that they started selling flour, you know, in, in, in their in their dispensaries you know as as of a couple months ago they started selling flour for vaporization you know because enough people were discontent and enough people made a stink about it and you know now they have access to a cheaper form that will work well for them and work well for their needs and you know it's you know and we, you know if we put pressure on our lawmakers we can make a change we can make a difference you know and I mean, even if you're the type of person that's like, oh, I, I, I don't smoke anymore or I have young children in the house and, you know, I, I don't want them to smell cannabis smoke on me. You know, that's that's perfectly legit and I perfectly respect that. Or you live in, you live in an apartment or a household where, you know, smoking isn't allowed, you know, you should still be advocating for this to for smokable cannabis to be legal because you know, your fellow patients, you know, may not be able to afford vape, vape pens or, 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 or paying 300 or 400 or, or even 500 a month in, in medical marijuana. A lot of people can't afford that. And, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's, that's a car payment. That's two car payments for some people. And, you know, we, we should be pushing for the most cheapest and the most purest form of cannabis to be available for everyone, you know, I mean, even if you don't have a dog in the fight, you know, I, I still, I'm still calling to action that, that many of you listeners try to write to your representatives and try to make smokable available for everyone as, 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 as an option in, in any dispensary that they go to, you know, I mean, you, even if you yourself don't smoke, you can, you can you can take you can buy flour you can buy a, a ounce a half ounce of flour cook with that and, and make edibles for 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 weeks or or, or months to come depending on your tolerance you know flour is, is often the cheapest form as as we we mentioned in from that article from the inquirer and you know we're going to have to put pressure on our, our lawmakers and you know and even these ballot measures that are supposed to pass pass we have to we have to be very vigilant and we have to keep a close eye on these lawmakers because they can because they can go and amend these laws like they can go and amend these laws and, and ban smoking like like they did in florida you know we have to we have to continue to apply pressure to these lawmakers because you know they're gonna let reefer madness and their own emotions get in the way of a doctor and patient relationship which is none of their goddamn fucking business but um but yeah I, it's, it's a doctor and patient relationship your doctor says that smokable is is legitimate and it will help you when you go to a dispensary whose fucking business is that it's, it's no one's business but you and your doctor or you and yourself or you and your loved one it's it's, it's no one's business but your own what what method works best for you and I, I, I encourage all all people to go out and 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 make their voice no, known and make their thoughts known and again if, even if you don't have a dog in the fight this still affects you because you know you're you're still getting ripped off and you're still 
and you know your lawmakers are acting or or, or or implementing these these laws with contempt for you and contempt for your for your own well-being and on principle folks should be opposed to that and folks should push back on that when when they see those shenanigans being pulled and um so yeah i mean that wraps up sort of my my thoughts on these no smoke laws and you know hopefully i'm not having to do to to do much more of these sort of episodes about no smoke but you know as lawmakers continue to pull shenanigans like this you know and as as i see good patients like like the ones that are listening to the show being ripped off and being screwed over I'm, I'm gonna say something i'm gonna i'm gonna offer constructive advice to the best of my ability to to help you guys out in this situation and you know and if you live in a medical state where you know you don't have flour again like we mentioned in the first part of the of, of this similar episode you know i would encourage you to to buy buy oregano from your from the street dealer and and and, and cook those edibles yourself or, or make or make tinctures like the the clips that we're going to enclose will, will tell you to do make tinctures or, or make vape oil yourself which is surprisingly easy to do and it's a lot cheaper than buying these 70 to 100 dollar cartridges that last you anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks and you know if you're buying let's say you're buying four four a month and they're they're 70 to 100 dollars you're spending 400 dollars to medicate yourself and 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 it's not covered by insurance because this is still it's still a federal it's still a schedule one narcotic and you know that's why we have to we have to write to our reps we have to write to to our federal officials and we have to get them to federally to schedule this and we have to push back on any sort of bullshit that our that our state state and local lawmakers make to to ban cheap and and affordable forms of cannabis so i'm i'm going to leave you guys with with the, a couple clips in our red state news roundup and We'll, we'll we'll close out the episode on how to create um on how to create tinctures and, and and vape pens so you're not having to rip yourself off. Hi and welcome to Cata Basics. Today we learn five easy ways to use cannabis vegetable glycerin tincture. Marijuana vegetable glycerin, or VG tincture, is a thick, sweet, and usually golden to dark brown color tincture which has the amazing capability to allow THC to mix easily into water-based liquids. There are several ways of making vegetable glycerin tinctures, some involving the cannabis and VG sitting for months on end, others use heat to speed the extraction, and sometimes alcohol is used to extract the THC which is then combined into the vegetable glycerin. We'll put links to some of these methods at the end of the video and in the description. But no matter how you make or acquire your tincture, here are five easy ways to put it to good use. One of the easiest ways to use your vegetable glycerin tincture is to make jello with it. You can use one small package of jello and make it just per the directions. And once you pour your jello into your boiling water, you're going to mix that and make sure it's thoroughly mixed, and then go ahead and add in your vegetable glycerin tincture. For one small package of Jello, depending on the potency of your tincture, one tablespoon is probably enough. Next step is to go ahead and make sure that you've fully incorporated, and by that I mean really, really mix the hell out of it, and mix uh, your VG in there. And then now you're going to go ahead and get a cup of cold water ready. I like to do that by uh, pouring uh, water over ice and then using the iced water. And then combine the one cup of cold water with the one cup of hot water. And again, mix it very thoroughly and making sure that we get that tincture mixed all the way through as much as possible. And then as per the directions of the Jello, put that in the refrigerator for about three or four hours. And you're gonna have a nice marijuana infused dessert treat that uh, you can hardly at all even taste the cannabis in this if you use that ratio. It's very transparent, a nice way to get a small dose of the vegetable glycerin tincture. And it really helps if you have a sore throat of anything in that Jello. Next up, we have fruit juice. Because the uh, vegetable glycerin tincture allows the cannabis to become soluble in water, uh, you don't really even need heat or anything like that to be able to mix it into a uh, water-based drink, such as uh, this is a watermelon drink here. But you could use pretty much any kind of drink that you want or a smoothie. And uh, just simply take the cap off, 
depending on how much you're gonna put in, you might need to take one drink out to make a little room, but I've only put about a teaspoon in this and uh, I didn't need to take any room out, but just make sure you shake it thoroughly. And again, uh, you just wanna make sure you incorporate it good so you don't get all of your tincture in one drink. So you don't wanna shake it a minute or so. And then if you let it sit for very long between drinks, uh, you'll wanna shake it up between each, uh, each sort of uh, session. Okay, and uh, conversely, uh, as well as you could add it to cold drinks, you can also add it to hot drinks. So the third method we're showing here is to add it to a cup of tea. But of course you could also use coffee and you could also even use a cup of hot cocoa. Uh, but especially if you're using tea, what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you go ahead and let your tea steep fully and then go ahead and add in your uh, any other flavorings uh, such as honey or lemon or whatever you're adding in and then add the tincture in last. And you certainly don't wanna add your tincture in first because it's gonna absorb into your tea bag. So make sure that you've taken your tea bag out, squeezed it out, added anything else, and then add your tincture in last. Again, mix it thoroughly. Uh, I like to use the dipping spoon to mix it. When it's hot, it'll melt all the tincture right off there. And you've got a nice marijuana-infused cup of tea or coffee or cocoa. Okay, and the next method is to make silly syrup. And what silly syrup is, is basically taking any kind of syrup or honey. Um, I would recommend a real maple syrup, but I'm just using a kind of just cheap breakfast syrup here which has a very similar consistency to the vegetable glycerin tincture. And not adding in a ratio, I would say at least two to one, but you probably wanna go maybe even four to one, uh, four parts of syrup to one part of the vegetable glycerin tincture. Then once you have it combined, uh, mix it well again, and you can store it just like it is for on the counter for as long as you could store the syrup usually. Uh, but the one thing is you wouldn't wanna make sure that you thoroughly shake or mix it each time before you use it. But once it's made, you can use it just like you would any other kind of syrup. I'm putting it over some waffles here with some melting butter, and it's delicious. Again, the, uh, the artificial maple flavoring in this syrup uh, totally disguised uh, the pretty large amount of cannabis tincture that was in there. You didn't even notice it at all. And it's a really effective way to, uh, to get your medicine into you uh, on a daily basis without uh, smoking or causing any further harm to you. And it's a nice, subtle way to do it. Uh, the only thing about this, especially in the syrups or anything like that, you want to make sure you label it and keep it out of reach of children if you make any of these kinds of um, uh, recipes that would sit around and that you could use on end. And then our fifth and final uh, method here is to use it as an e-cig juice. A lot of people don't know it, but this vegetable glycerin tincture will just vape perfectly right inside of your e-cig cigarette uh, device. And you just, however you fill your device normally, you just uh, put in the tincture. I use a little uh, a syringe with the, the big needles, which is used for that, and it's perfect. And it vapes good, it tastes good. You could add in some flavoring, some lemon or some pine or whatever flavor you might want to, uh, to flavor up your tincture, but it's great just as it is. This episode of Canna Basics is brought to you by the Rough House Studios Smoke Shop, selling vaporizers, wax pans, rolling papers and accessories from raw and much more at great prices. Save 10% off everything with the code CANNABASICS. And also now until the end of March 2017, you can save 15% off of all raw products with the code RAWFAN15. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cannabasics. If you did, please hit the like button. Also, please subscribe to Rough House Studios for more cannabis culture videos made just for you. This is Matt at Rough House Studios. I'm taking my jello. Have a great day. Thanks for watching. This is your Red State Cannabis News Roundup for the week of October 18th. A group against North Dakota legalizing marijuana says Measure 3 doesn't protect citizens. KBRR. The group North Dakotans Against the Legalization of Marijuana claims that there has been a lot of problems since Colorado decided to legalize it. 2012. The group claims that traffic accidents and youth use have gone up, mixed which have since been disproven. The organization plans to send brochures with this information to every household in the state. That's over 349,000 brochures. Nonetheless, opponents of legalizing recreational marijuana, such, such as Norm Robinson, campaign manager for North Dakotans against the legalization of recreational marijuana, said, quote, 
we want to get this out in front of voters because we want them to understand the facts against, uh, about Measure 3 and the fact that there isn't much in Measure 3 that will protect the citizens of North Dakota, end quote. Supporters of recreational marijuana such as the organizations like Legalize ND and Normal say that passing this measure ensures that the citizens of North Dakota have personal freedom to legalize and consume a less harmful substance than alcohol. The Eagle Q&A State Rep Joe Moody on criminal justice and the legislature. According to State According to State Rep Joe Moody from Texas, legalization in Texas isn't something isn't something I propose, although I would probably support it, and not something I think has a chance of passing. Decriminalization in lieu of a civil penalty, however, would save us over seven hundred million a year. While while it wouldn't impact prison populations, it would decrease local costs by freeing up space in county jails. Montana Tribe Decriminalizes Medical Marijuana KTVQ.com Last week, the Blackfeet Tribal Business Council passed a resolution to decriminalize possession of medical marijuana on the reservation. They did so by amending the tribe's ordinance number 95. This was done after a, re a recommendation by the Blackfeet Law and Order Committee after they heard that a fellow tribal member was facing jail time for possessing medical marijuana to treat his seizures. This change to the ordinance number 95 removes criminal sanctions to anyone with a valid medical marijuana prescription. And this wraps up the Red State Cannabis News Roundup. Stay tuned next week for additional updates in the Red State Cannabis Report. Hi, and welcome to Cannabasics. Today, we're learning a relatively quick method for making cannabis tincture using vegetable glycerin. This quick method for making a cannabis tincture uses vegetable glycerin, which is an all-natural product derived from palm oil or vegetable oil. You can use it alone as a sublingual drop under the tongue. You can dissolve it into almost any drink because it's water-soluble, or even use it to make edibles such as gummy candies. Now let's get started. Here's what you need. You can vary the amounts to suit your needs, but here's the quantities and measures we use to make our recipe. We used 10 grams of dried cannabis flowers, a shake. We used 100 milliliters of vegetable glycerin. You also need some canola or vegetable oil for an oil bath, a fine mesh strainer, some cheesecloth, some cooking thermometers, some Pyrex dishes, and also a silicon spatula. You can find links to these items at the link on the screen or in the description uh, to buy them on Amazon. Now the first step is going to be to prepare our oil bath. We're using the canola or vegetable oil in order to create a bath that will help us regulate our temperature at a very precise temperature. So what we've done is we set up our heat safe dish and we're adding in enough of our canola or vegetable oil. Uh, we want to be able to submerge our uh, plant material when we put our inner container in, but not so much that it floats it. So that was about 350 milliliters for us. And now we're going to use a cooking thermometer and we're going to over low heat, uh, bring that oil bath up to about 220 degrees to begin with. And while that's coming up to heat, we can go ahead and prepare our first run of tincture. So I'm adding in my 10 grams of uh, dried cannabis flowers, and we're using a shake, so there's no need to grind it. Uh, but if you're using big buds, you want to break those buds up, probably by hand. You don't necessarily need to grind this to a powder. You'll get too much of the chlorophyll and other plant impurities uh, into your tincture. And now we're going to take our vegetable glycerin, and we're going to pour enough over it to just barely submerge our cannabis. Vegetable glycerin is uh, very thick or viscous, so it's going to be more of a sludge uh, than a liquid at this point, but that's fine. Uh, we're going to do our first extraction uh, using this small amount of tincture. So now our oil bath has come up to uh, the temperature of about 220 degrees, and we're going to go ahead and put our uh, cannabis tincture mixture into that oil bath. And it'll be very helpful if you have a second thermometer so that you can monitor the temperature of both. And what we're targeting is 180 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Uh, so you're going to want to uh, continue mixing and stirring uh, the mixture all along this process. As often as you want to stir it, go ahead and stir it. Um, you can't really stir it too much, so you can do that as often as you like. And then we're going to bring that up to 180 degrees Fahrenheit. The reason we're targeting that temperature is that the temperature at which THC becomes molten and will melt into our uh, glycerin a lot easier. So uh, the maximum temperature we, we achieved was 190 degrees. So you want to be careful uh, to keep it as close to 180 as possible. And that's why we're using that oil bath. It helps moderate and regulate the temperature. So we've let that go for 45 minutes. So target the temperature of 180 degrees and then let it go for 45 minutes. And that will be our first run of extraction with our tincture. Now what we're doing is uh, we're going to strain out uh, the first run of our tincture. Uh, I'm using a metal uh, mesh strainer. Uh, that will help me be able to put a lot of pressure and squeeze out as much of it as I can with the silicon spatula. So what you want to do is to uh, use your spatula and press that uh, infused tincture out and through the bottom of your uh, metal mesh screen. And like I said, vegetable glycerin is very, very thick. So you're going to have to put a lot of pressure and it takes a little bit of time just to squeeze as much of that tincture out as possible. And this first run of tincture is going to be very potent and probably the most flavorful of all the tinctures. Now, um, you could set that aside and do it in uh, grades of tincture, but we're going to make one big uh, batch of tincture. And so what we're doing now is we're going to run this process again. Now the reason we're doing this is because glycerin as it gets more saturated becomes less aggressive as a solvent. So what we're doing is we're refreshing the glycerin and we're going to do this a total of three times. Now if you'd like to learn more about how this works uh, please check out a great article by Skunk Farm Research. Uh, there's a link here on the screen and uh, thanks to those guys for the great article which uh, helped make this video a lot better. So be sure to check those guys out at Skunk Farm Research and thank you to those guys. So now we've got our second run of uh, tincture going, and you can see the first run that we have is, is very uh, kind of almond, uh, dark almond walnut color. Uh, it's very aromatic. You can really smell the, uh, the strength of the cannabis in that tincture there. Uh, and like I said, you could set that aside and strain it through and refine it and decarboxylate it into its own tincture, uh, but we're gonna combine all of it together because we're going for a maximum quantity uh, of one consistent uh, grade. Okay, so it's been about 45 minutes now at our second extraction of uh, the glycerin tincture. And again, we kept it at the same temperature of 180 degrees Fahrenheit as much as possible. We let that go for at least 45 minutes. And now, just like we did the first time, this is the same cannabis, uh, just so you know, uh, it's the same cannabis we started with, it's just the second run of tincture. And uh, we did the same process, straining out that uh, uh, glycerin that's infused into our waiting container. Uh, we combine that with our first batch. And now we're going for our third and final extraction process. And so again, we're just covering the, the cannabis, uh, just like we did the first time, barely covering it. And as the cannabis gets more saturated, it takes a little less of the tincture to cover it uh, as time goes. So uh, by the third time, you're just barely adding uh, a little bit back into it. And again, we're going for the full 45 minutes. Uh, once you get that up to 180 degrees, then start your timer at 45 minutes. And by the end of that process, you're gonna see that the, the cannabis itself has turned to almost like a jelly looking sludge. It gets very gelatinous and it absorbs more and more of the, um, the vegetable glycerin. But you wanna continue stirring this. Like I said before, you can uh, just continue stirring this as much as possible. Uh, it takes about uh, two hours total time, uh, once you consider how long it takes to get up to temperature and then the three cycles of 45 minutes. So it's not too long to stand there and, uh, and just keep that stirring as much as possible. You don't have to stir it consistently, but as often as possible. And now we've come up to uh, straining out our third extraction and the third and final extraction. So what we've got here is our, our completed uh, three extractions combined into one container. And we're still going to be refining this some more, uh, but before we do that, we're going to now uh, make sure that we have fully decarboxylated the cannabis. Now, because this is uh, meant to also be a uh, sublingual or an oral tincture, which means that it's uh, going to get you high just by sticking it under your tongue uh, by itself, we need to make sure that it's fully activated. So what we've done is we've increased the temperature and now we're targeting 220 degrees Fahrenheit. And we're going to leave that there uh, 
for about 30 minutes uh, or until you can ensure that there are no carbon bubbles coming up from your tincture. And in the meantime, while that's happening, I am preparing my uh, final beaker uh, with several layers of cheesecloth across the top of my mesh screen. And what we're gonna do with that is we're gonna refine out all the remaining uh, plant material that we can. And you can see here, uh, the cannabis got a little hotter than I wanted. It got up almost to 230 degrees. Uh, and so I'm gonna go ahead and remove that. And even at that temperature, uh, there are no carbon bubbles coming up. And I'm uh, positive that we have fully decarboxylated our cannabis. But you don't wanna leave it uh, too long because what could happen is that you could break down your THC into CBN and you're not gonna get the high effects, but more of a sleepy effect. So don't go too long on your decarb decarboxing and also don't get too hot. And now for the uh, final refinement is we're going to take that uh, decarboxylated tincture and we're going to strain it through those uh, several layers. That's about four layers, which are double, so that's about eight layers of cheesecloth there. And you'll see in a second why we're straining that again. There's a lot more material in there than you might think because that mesh screener doesn't filter out that much. Okay, and that's really hot, so you want to be careful if you're going to try to squeeze that out. So I just let that cool off for a minute and drip through as long as possible. And then uh, once that's cooled off enough and dripped enough, you're gonna be able to take your remaining cheesecloth there and squeeze out uh, the little bit of tincture that's left in there. And you can see how much plant material was trapped in that, that layer of cheesecloth. And so that level of refinement is really important if you want a tincture that you'll be able to use in a e-cig juice, which is another uh, option that you can use this tincture for. You can combine it or not combine it with a PG or propylene glycol and make a, uh, um, e-cig juice. Okay, and I'm just straining out and making sure I've got every bit of that cannabis tincture out of there. And there we go, we have our highly refined, and this is really potent cannabis tincture. Now there are other methods for making the vegetable glycerin tincture, and there are lots of things you can do with it. One of them is, what we did with it is make gummies. And so stay tuned to Roughhouse Studios and make sure you're subscribed because we'll be releasing that recipe on how to make gummies out of this tincture in just a few days. If you decide to make some of the tincture of your own, please uh, share it on Instagram and be sure to follow at Roughhouse Studios on Instagram. Also, don't forget to check out the Roughhouse Studios Smoke Shop at roughhousestudios.com. Save 10% off of everything you order there with the code CANABASICS. Uh, please also check out these other videos from Roughhouse Studios if you'd like to learn more cool tips and tricks about marijuana. And subscribe to Roughhouse Studios. This is Matt. Thanks for watching. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Type of brother, but yep, your head I suffer from the neck. See, ain't nothing changed. Hit the stage, set a date, sucker. In battle, we can't engage. I'll slice you, wife you, marry you, divorce you, throw the Porsche at you. Is what I'm forced to do with my back against the wall. Crack his back, y'all. No, it ain't went nowhere like heavy hair with style and jail in it. Throw a curl in it, dread that nappy shit up. Throw a shell in it. Whatever floats your boat, I find your lost remote. And this is for them niggas working at the airport who got laid off. I take my shades off. If you look straight in my eyes, you still might see your disguise because the whole, whole
to rhyme. I'm slick with the slime. My words are diamonds. Duck out of mine. Spit them. Polish. Look how they shine. Glitter. Glisten. Gloss. Floss. I catch a beat running like Randy Mouse. Riding that bitch off like a brand new house. I'm rolling my stones. Down to no mouth. Mommy, I'm coming. I hope you get off. I rock you on boat like a Leah and talk. Back. Back. Forth. Forth. Get that cellar on course. Course. Make that track of corpse. Corpse. Rap. Roll. Utterly rock with my mouth to the mic and my hand on my cock. Cadillac. Outcast. This won't stop. Oh, 